Let's say that you're a senior pastor and you're having an elder meeting, except this elder meeting is different than all of the other elder meetings. In fact, this is one that the elders initiated that said, hey, pastor, uh, can we have a meeting next Tuesday? And you sit down and the conversation goes something like, hey, we've been talking and we have come to the point where we need to start having a conversation about your transition. Now, if you're the senior pastor, most senior pastors, my, my, if somebody started that story with me, I would probably say something along the lines of, wow, I'm sure that didn't go very well. Well, today on our podcast, the Life After Ministry podcast, I have a conversation with Gary Weber. And this is actually how a bit of his transition story actually starts out. But the surprise ending is that this one did not end poorly. And there's a couple of incredible reasons why. There's something that Gary did, and he did this with his elders in partnership that made that conversation not go as you thought it would. In fact, it went really well. And even years later, looking back, Gary would tell you, and he told us, that's what you're gonna listen to here, that he would say that it was actually a successful and beautiful transition. So check this out. There's some deep wisdom in this episode. And if you ever find yourself in this position, make sure that you've done the work and had the conversations that Gary has had. Hey, welcome to the Life After Ministry podcast. If you hear a little bit of noise in the background, it's because we are at the American Association of Christian Counselors, and I happen to be here with Gary Weber. Yes. And we wanna have a little bit of conversation about transition. And not all transitions have to go bad. In fact, this one is one that's quite different than the norm. Gary, uh, tell me about your past life in ministry before you came out of ministry. We'll even unpack that statement a little bit more. Yeah. So I spent 36 years as lead pastor at a, uh, at a church. And so it was a church where really we shared leadership with elder-led and I believe in co-pastoring, so I wasn't the typical didn't even like to go by the phrase senior pastor. Right. Not, you, weren't, not, you weren't preaching 48 times a year. <laughs> um, I would probably preach 48 times a year, but when we had other gifted communicators, that would be share. Okay. All right. And so everything was great. Yes. And for 36 years, you're in there. And then what's the impetus for, I mean, you're not doing that right now. So yes. what changed? Why, why the change? So the, the other elder leaders realized both the pastors are getting older and they at least wanted to think about a healthy transition for the future. Did they, did they bring that up with you? Or yeah, did so you? they had some discussion and they invited us in and it was, a com it was a complete agreed upon, this is a good plan. And it was, a, it was about a five to eight year plan. And there's some circumstances that sped it up. It wasn't really us. Okay. But when it came my time to transition, they had set a date, a time, and they had blessed us with a transitional gift to help us because we weren't able to fully be self-supporting out the other side. So they even planned a transitional gift, but some things with their plan went awry and not as expected, but they wanted to honor the commitment of when they prayerfully thought we should leave. Okay, so can I unpack a dynamic yes. here? Because one thing that happens is elders get scared, intimidated to have this conversation, especially with an older pastor. They're thinking what's next for them. Uh, and they might think like, we need, what's happening with the next generation? So what did the elders do right in approaching this conversation with you? And how did you have a spirit that you were ready to receive that and not be hurt, not feel like you were getting kicked out? Yeah. 
So the way we approach things is we really believe that eldership, we, it's, a round, it's a round table. We all have voice, we all minister together. And so it's a safe place for them, for us to have hard conversations. And they trusted us enough and we trusted them enough to explore the idea. So that relationship had to be formed and built and that trust had to be built long before that conversation. Yes, it was just, we've, we've had a bit of turnover with eldership because people come and go. We're in a military community, but we learn to operate effectively as elders. And so that means you have to have sometimes challenging conversations around ideas. Sometimes we have to put uncomfortable things on the table. And so I personally felt good with, they were asking the same kind of questions I was asking. I was wondering about what's transition gonna look like? What's it gonna look like healthily? I mean, you invest all this time in a church, you want it to succeed. Right. You want it to thrive when you're done. Yeah. So it really wasn't, it wasn't an offensive suggestion on their part. Right, because in the, in the flesh, you might say like, they need me, if it all falls apart, that means I held it together. But really, you didn't do a good job of developing next generation of leaders if it all does fall apart. When you're out. Well, we tried our best to always be developing leaders right? and always looking for potential elders. And then as the elders are there, even having some gentle conversations just to help them to be able to speak out more, to realize their voice is important, yeah. to be able to actually call me out if I needed it. Ooh. One of my, well, actually one or two of my fellow elders at times, but I remember one, he, he said, you know, I, I, you know, I have permission to share honestly with you, I think there's something that you need to work on. I think you have some hurt in this situation and it kind of leaves. On a scale of one to 10, um, how would you rate that transition experience? What went right in the process? Okay, so I can honestly say from the beginning of the start of the process, a couple years back, until our transition to the new minutes we are in, honestly on a one to 10, it's been an 11. Eleven, and it's be, I mean it's been beyond anything I could have imagined. Okay, so how did they do that? Well, part of what they did well is again it was a process. We entered it together. We prayed about it together, and there's there's a couple of things they did to really really help us. Um, one was they they planned a celebration. They sent us out blessed with a celebration, and that was followed with a. I mean we'd been there 36 years, and there was financial help to help us transition. And they, they did well to take care of us. And that was their choice, their calling. Wasn't something like, didn't set ourselves up for like, here's our, here's our package to go. That's something that they established on their own. But it really enabled us to get to the next place and to get set in ministry and to be able to do it effectively. I'm curious too, even for some of the people who are listening, um, what does that celebration look like? Did they just get a cake that said, congratulations on your next season? Did they write notes to you? Was there a time that, like, how did they create a, a beautiful yeah. celebration? So honestly, I would have been happy just to say go by going out the door. Yeah. But that really wouldn't have been very healthy because it's not really, cel I mean, it's not celebrating what God had done and how God had been there. So they had a banquet, they had a catered banquet. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they had some chances to get pictures with people. They had just a, a very important, um, picture of us that people had written on it. People that couldn't be there, they encouraged them to drop a card our way. We got a basket of cards. Honestly, we felt we felt loved and cared for. And that, those cards stay with you for a while, right? You can yeah. look at those over the, the months yep. and years to yes. come. And so what did you transition to and how did you figure that out? Yes. 
So in our case, we weren't fully able to, well, there's two things. We weren't able to, we're not independently wealthy, so we still need to work to, to provide a living. But honestly, I didn't want to stop doing ministry. So, I mean, support is a byproduct. I still, we both feel like we have a lot to give away and we didn't want to stop. And so you moved into a season of ministry. Now today you're with Standing Stone? Yes. And what is Standing Stone, the ministry of Standing Stone? Standing Stone ministers to pastors, ministry leaders, and spouses just to help them uh, be, to help them flourish and to be continue in fruitful ministry. What's the state of today's American pastor? Some of them are burned out. Some of them have been deeply wounded either by the church or by a leader they're under, an unhealthy leader. I think it's a challenge, but yet there's so many good things still going on in the church. Church of Jesus is where it's at and it needs to thrive and we need to do anything we can to help it thrive. I agree. So if this is called the Life After Ministry podcast, my question to you is, is there life after ministry? Is it any good? And is there ministry after ministry outside the walls of the church vocationally? Yeah. So the answer to that is absolutely yes. Yeah. We, we weren't, people say, what's, what's it like to be retired? And I guess they figured because you've been in a church for 36 years and now you're not, you're retired. We just transitioned to something different. Yeah. Which is kind of a new question. It's like, okay, what's next? They ask ourselves, okay, for 36 years, I've been a pastor teacher. And so what do I do next? And my son was very helpful in that. He said, dad, he said, you need to not put yourself in the box of where you've come from. You just need to open your hands up and say, God, is there something you might have different? Is there something that some way I might use my gifts beyond what I can imagine? And so really we entered into this season because we had a couple of years to prepare. We just began to go like, okay, Lord, what's next? What is the best use of the gifts you've given my wife and I? Um, what would bring joy? What would impact the kingdom? So we just began to explore that. Love it. Thank you for your work. Thank you for your, your time spent in ministry. Um, and thank you to your church um, that they saw this and, and wanted to do this well and then actually executed and, and doing it well. I imagine that you have a sense of uh, that you as a person, you're a humble person to be able to receive that and to trust um, them and to trust the Lord in that process. And I think there's something to learn there. Well, I'm very thankful. In fact, I've been wanting to send them up a follow-up thank you of just being able to be there for so many years, the gifts that were able to be developed because uh, being a part of them and the way they sent us out and the way that we still get to be useful for the kingdom. And so, and thank you very much for chatting with me and I appreciate what you do. Everybody doesn't have such a healthy transition and sometimes people are terminated in ways they don't want. And it's important to have somebody that can understand and care and minister. And really, if the, if the wounds are not healed, it, it goes on to the rest of our life and it impacts every area. So um, wounded pastors, transitional pastors, they need, they need help for healing and help for direction. So I appreciate what it is that your ministry does. Yeah, well, and it's good to be in partnership. Um, that Standing Stone Ministries is one of the partners of Pastoral Transitions, and we love working with you guys and think that this is all about the big kingdom and restorative and healing work. So thanks for being here. Appreciate You're welcome. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Life After Ministry podcast. 
Our mission is to help you navigate the complexities, the joys, and sometimes even the beautiful moments of life after ministry. Whether you're a ministry leader thinking about a transition or a stakeholder in the decision-making process, we hope these conversations bring you both clarity and comfort. And we believe that any transition can really be a gateway to transformation and that there's not just life after ministry, but there's also ministry after ministry. If you found value in today's episode, consider subscribing to this podcast and don't hesitate to share it with anyone that you think might benefit. The journey is sacred and we're committed to walking alongside you, providing resources, encouragement, and a community where stories are heard and valued. And until next time, keep leaning into these opportunities, these transitions, these transformations, and the challenges that come with life after ministry.